Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel Hammer over there with a special guest on the hotline. He is the pastor at the Barnes United Methodist Church and the man behind the 10-point coalition, Reverend Charles Harrison, joins us. Reverend, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? Great, great. Now, I'm scrolling through social media over the weekend, and of course, it was another violent weekend in Indianapolis. There was a big party that took place, a lot of teenagers, young adults, possibly early 20s. Next thing you know, gunfire. Ten people shot, one person dead. You kind of went on a little bit of a tweet storm about parenting in Indy. Take me through your uh, timeline of why you thought that was necessary to put out there. Well, when I woke up uh, Sunday morning as I was preparing for church, I I, I saw on Twitter where um, this had happened as I was on social media. And you know, it, it just reminded me of, of, you know, all of the incidences we have had in this city where uh, teens have gathered late hours, early in the morning time, where we have had, uh, you know, this senseless violence in the city. Uh, and I have two teenage children, one 16, one 18, and they wanted to go, um, you know, out to uh, the Halloween parties, and I wouldn't let them um, because of the fear that I had. Um, that they're no longer safe. And, and, and I just feel like parents have to play a role in protecting our children. And with what has gone on this year, and, and really in years past, where we've had these um, youth and young adults events, they all tend to end in drama. And, and I just feel like as parents, we have to set boundaries. I, I think there are parents who uh, are aware of the fact that they're uh, – Teenagers may be involved in uh, criminal uh, gang activity, and they need to step up and start being parents and and setting boundaries and start holding their children accountable. Well, not only that, uh, Mr. Harrison, but they are solving their differences with gunfire instead of their fists, right? They are. This is is, um, an ongoing problem, and and, uh, I don't know if it's a new phenomenon, but it's been going on for a few years now where it escalates to, you know, back maybe 10, 15 years ago, you would have gotten in a brawl, a fight, and that was it. And now you're pulling out a gun and firing. Well, that's the new reality. And, and that's why I say all of us who've been paying attention to the news and, and people like myself who are out on the streets, that's the new reality today. They no longer fight. They settle their beefs, their arguments, their conflicts now um, by pulling out guns. And, and tragically, because many uh, don't have what I believe is a moral compass and any regard for the sanctity of human life. They don't care uh, when they pull that gun out and start firing shots who may be around, who may be in, in the crowd. And, and, and that is saddening and, and, and very tragic um, that we're living in, in such a, a society today. And do they not care that there is a possibility that they could be killed and or incarcerated for the rest of their lives? Is that not enter into the equation at all? It doesn't. They, they don't care. They, they don't have no fear of dying, and, and they don't care about the possibility of getting caught. When, when you have many of them who are getting caught, um, you know, not really being held accountable, there, mm. there's, there's not that fear anymore. 
Reverend Charles Harrison is our guest here from the Barnes United Methodist Church and the Ten Point Coalition. Reverend, we talk about parents here, and I agree with you. Uh, I wish more people had an active part of their kids' lives, but the real reality and you see this more than probably anybody with the streets that you walk through, there's a lot of these neighborhoods where there isn't a positive adults role model in these kids' lives. Like, how do we fix a problem where, on one hand, we need parents to act like parents, but on the other hand, hell, there might not even be anybody there. Well, and and that's what has changed, you know, over the last, you know, really 20, 30, 40 years in this country where, you know, in some communities, uh, the church played a real important role where they may not have been a positive role model in the life of a kid. You know, it, it happened in my life where there were, you know, a lot of adults that played a positive role model in my life when, when I was kind of going in the wrong direction that kind of got me on the right path. Um, we have lots of community groups and churches that are doing a lot of great things in this city, but we haven't found a way to really connect our most at-risk uh, teens and, and adolescents to these initiatives uh, where they could play a positive role model in the life of, of these young people. And we have to figure this out because uh, we're just losing too many to the streets, uh, too many to the, to the grave, and, and sadly, too many are going to prison where we need to intervene in their life at a much earlier age. And, and that's another reason why I'm, I'm on parents, parents who, who may be struggling. And we hear this all the time from some parents who may call this church, uh, who say, hey, I have, you know, a, a teenage boy and, and I think he's heading in the wrong direction. What can you do to help? And I wish more parents would reach out to groups like Ten Point mm-hmm. and other groups in the city you know, who who have designed programs to try to help address this issue and then be a positive role model in the life of young men and today young women. You know, Reverend, you said something earlier that kind of surprised me. I don't know why you said at one point in your life you were headed in the wrong direction. What direction were you headed in and how did you get it turned around? Well, when my brother was killed at the age of 21 and and I was 14 years old, you know, I had revenge and hate in my heart Mm. and I wanted to seek revenge against those who had killed my brother. They attended uh, the wake of my brother uh, and and embraced my parents, and and I knew that they were responsible for killing my brother. They attended the funeral the next day and sat with the family and cried uh, when they killed my brother. So, you know, I had so much hate in my heart that I wanted to kill them, and there were other young people with me. Uh, But there were men in the community that were aware of what we were planning who intervened in my life and, and they helped turn my life around and, and put my life on, on the right path. Uh, but it was that intervention that occurred um, that uh, really changed the course of my life. I'm, I'm almost even scared to ask you this. Was there justice for your brother? Yes, there was. Okay. And when you're taking your group through these neighborhoods, Reverend, the 10 point coalition, you guys go through these high-risk communities at night uh, with a group that you call OGs. We're not just talking about church clergy going through the neighborhood here. You've got with you some folks who know what they're talking about. They've been there. They've done many of the same things that you guys are trying to prevent. And for whatever reason or not, I feel like those guys, those OGs, as they're dubbed as, 
That's an important part of this because not everybody, it feels like, wants to associate with the church, but people will listen to folks who have been there. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, that is true. And I think that's why we are so effective because the people who walk the streets for us were once where these young people are now, and, and they're able to uh, connect with these young people and tell their story um, and, you know, what, what it's going to lead to. And, and, and we try to help these young people understand that um, there is a greater potential in them than what they are involved in right now in their life. And, and, and they're looking at the here and now, and they're not looking into the future. And, and I think that's the strength of what our OGs do on the street and why in the neighborhoods that we patrol, you see less violence there than, than any of the neighborhoods in the city where you're seeing these high levels of shooting, stabbing, and homicide. You've got to build relationships with these young people on the street if you're going to effectively uh, intervene in their life like what happened uh, with me when I was 14 years old. And Reverend, we see the current mayor's office bragging about hiring all these violence interrupters or things like that, whatever they call them. When you're looking for people to go out with you at 10 point, how selective are you? Well, we're very selective. And, and normally it is the, the leaders of these teams that end up selecting uh, people to, to be a part of their team that patrols the area um, because we want to know, one, the people who are going out with us are committed to the mission of the organization, and they're committed to these young people and trying to help transform their life, and that they're still not in the game themselves. So we're very selective in who we uh, select to, to go out with us. Uh, but, but normally it is people who are very committed um, to reducing the level of violence in this city, particularly as it impacts juveniles. And last thing here before we let you go, for those who might not be familiar with your work and what your organization does, or maybe it's somebody tuning in for the very first time, when you go out on these walks through the neighborhoods, take me through a night of what it's like. Do you hear gunfire? Do you see domestic assaults? Are people threatening you? What's it like? No, most of the time now we will go in areas that we know are hotspot areas and where young people uh, may be hanging out who may be involved in cliques or, or gangs or, or uh, involved in criminal activity. Since we've been doing it so long, we don't hear as much gunfire anymore like we did when we first started doing the work. Um, so uh, in our areas, very rarely now do we hear gunfire anymore like when we first started doing this work because we have built relationships with um, you know, the individuals in, in the neighborhood who are most likely to be victims and perpetrators of violent crime. So we go to where we think uh, there are hot spots based on also uh, police runs, and, and those are areas where we kind of hang out at um, and trying to intervene in the life of uh, the most at-risk youth and young adults. And, and uh, we do it, uh, each team does it three or four nights a week. We have about eight different teams that go out. So we cover uh, Monday through Saturday, and the only day we, we really take off is on Sunday if nothing is going on. But that's why in the 10-point areas uh, since 2016, uh, 22 times uh, our areas have seen a 100% reduction in homicides. Uh, it's because of that kind of work that we do daily. Uh, and we have some of the best OGs in the country. And there are other uh, cities that have, have contacted you and that are trying to mirror what the 10-point coalition is doing, right? Yes, 
Yeah, we just got back from Cleveland a couple of weeks ago, so we're looking at uh, implementing the 10-point model in Cleveland. Uh, East St. Louis has reached out to us, Columbus, Ohio. Wow. Uh, Cincinnati has reached out to us, so uh, and Louisville, Kentucky. So those are cities we're going to work with and, and try to replicate the model uh, and starting out in one hotspot area, and then the goal is to spread it to others. Well, Reverend, as always, we thank you for taking the time to join us here on the Hammer and Nigel Show to share your thoughts on what's happening here in Indy and really opening up and telling us a little bit about who you are and how you got to the place you're at right now. We really appreciate that. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.